Welcome to our mindfulness podcast. Each week or so, we will have a different podcast, different speakers, different chants, different Dharma talks. But mindfulness practice in Buddhism helps us focus and helps us be aware. And this program will consist of many different ways of meditating. We usually begin with bowing or gasho, then we prepare to sit, and we will sit for approximately 10 minutes. And then we will either stand and walk for another five minutes to kind of get blood into our legs again and and, uh, relax our muscles. And then we'll sit for another 10 approximately. And then we will chant, which is another form of meditation. Uh, We focus on the characters and we pronounce the sounds as a group. And it's a kind of a ritual of oneness. And then after that, we'll have a short Dharma talk of about five to 10 minutes. And then we'll close with Gasho. And this also includes offering incense. We offer incense, but you could also light the incense before the service starts. And this is kind of the program uh, of how our meditation services proceed. And so we will be getting underway today uh, with our program. Thank you very much. We will now have seated meditation. Take a moment to see that your back is straight and centered with your shoulders relaxed. If you're in a chair, It's best to sit forward slightly rather than leaning on the chair back and keep your feet flat on the floor. Try keeping your eyes half open, resting the gaze gently downward without focusing on anything in particular. In the same way, be open to whatever sounds are coming into your ears, whether from inside the room or outdoors. We are not trying to isolate ourselves from the world around us, but rather feel that we're part of that world. If you like, you may count your breaths from one to ten. Inhale deeply. Let it all out. Try slowing down your rate of breathing relative to what it would be at other times. We are not trying to think about anything in particular or visualize anything. We simply watch our thoughts come and go.
Please put your hands together in Gasho. Bow. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Namo Amidabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. Naman Dabutsu. You may stretch your legs and then please stand. We will now have our standing meditation session. Your upper body is in the same position as for sitting meditation. Straight head and spine, shoulders back, eyes half open, hands comfortably positioned in front. Legs should be shoulder width apart with knees slightly bent. Again, rock forward and backward and side to side to find your center. Standing meditation reminds us to take our meditation practice out into the world. Waiting in line at the store, being stuck in traffic, going through TSA security at the airport. Over time, meditation becomes a practice for the body and mind that can be recalled when needed most, in situations that may be merely annoying, perhaps frustrating, or even stressful. We will begin at the sound of the bell.
Please put your hands together in gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. All right, this completes our standing meditation. Please return to your seats and we'll prepare for our second seated meditation. Again, uh, posture's the same. Uh, try to have a nice straight back, shoulders relaxed, um, eyes half open, half closed, uh, breathing down into your stomach using your diaphragm. Um, place your hands uh, in front of your lower abdomen and we will begin our second seated meditation at the sound of the bell.
please join me in God's show. Namandats, 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 namandats. We will now have sutra chanting. A sutra is a sacred scripture from Buddhism. These originated long ago in India and in China. The text that we chant is actually Chinese, a translation from Sanskrit originals. Is it necessary to understand the meaning of what we're chanting? Of course, not at the outset. We don't know anything about it when we first begin. But I believe that we should aim to understand what the sutra is teaching us. We should have a basic awareness of its content. These are the teachings of our Shin Buddhist tradition, after all. For that reason, we provide in the Shin Buddhist service book some pages of explanation and some English translations. What we experience by chanting, I would say, has three aspects. The first aspect is meditative, like sitting or standing or breathing. Chanting forces us to focus our attention on the present moment, and it helps to calm our minds. Second, there is a ritual aspect. We are reenacting something that's taken place countless times over the centuries. We are connecting with the many followers of our Buddhist tradition, who have chanted these same words, and we are gaining a sense of oneness with the other people who are chanting at this time, perhaps listening to this podcast. Third, there is a learning aspect. This is to gain a little bit of knowledge of what the meaning of the characters that we chant are, and we do that separately, I would say, from actual chanting. We will now chant the Junirai, the chanting text is on page 49 in our Shin Buddhist service book. Junirai means 12 verses of reverence. Keshu tenin shoku gyo Amida sen ryozoku son Oh, God, 
Please put your hands together in Gasho and bow. Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts, Namo Amidabuts. Today, I want to discuss why a marshmallow is not your destiny. Imagine a test where a single marshmallow is sitting in front of you on a plate. If you eat the marshmallow immediately, then the test is over and you have failed. But if you can wait five minutes, then you have passed the test, and you now get to have two marshmallows as a reward. This is known as the marshmallow test, which has been mistakenly interpreted as a personality test, one that predicts a child's future. In other words, if you can wait for two marshmallows, then you have innate self-control, which leads to a more successful life. 
better credit scores, and larger savings accounts? Of course. The underlying assumption here is that your personality is fixed throughout your life. Interestingly, this is the exact opposite interpretation given by its designer, Stanford behaviorologist Walter Michel. He found that the outcomes could be easily influenced by just reinterpreting the situation for the child. For example, many children could easily delay gratification if they were told to merely reimagine the marshmallow as, say, a piece of styrofoam or a picture of a marshmallow rather than a real marshmallow. So rather than something fixed, Michelle found that personality is something that is easily modified and highly elastic. But you could push back on this assertion a bit and ask, if personality is so fluid, then why is it that my mother always acts like my mother? The answer is that you are in fact sensing something persistent, but it's not the personality, it's the situation. It turns out that your mother always acts like your mother because you always engage with her in that context within the family. If you could see her in a different situation, perhaps in Las Vegas with her girlfriends, then you would likely see her personality expressed in much different ways than you would, say, at Thanksgiving. What Michelle discovered from the marshmallow test is that there is another way to change who we are beyond a change of circumstance. Michelle realized that people can use their wonderful brains to think differently about situations, to reframe them, to reconstrue them, to even reconstrue themselves. This was how Walter Michel put it. This insight helps to overturn our belief in a persistent self that exists throughout time. This is explained in the NPR Invisibility podcast called The Personality Myth. This podcast is also nicely summarized in the following YouTube video entitled, Is Your Personality Fixed or Can You Change Who You Are? Invisibilia NPR. Michelle concludes both in this way. He says, What my life has been about is in showing the potential for human beings to not be the victims of their biographies, not their biological biographies, not their social biographies, and to show in great detail the many ways in which people can change what they become, and how they think. These two approaches can also be found in Buddhism. We can either change our situation by, say, leaving home and joining a Buddhist monastery as a monk or a nun, or we can stay right where we are and begin to reimagine and reinterpret our situations as Buddhists leading an everyday life. These two paths are separate but equal. This is what is called the fourfold communities, male, female monastics, plus male and female householders. And in our tradition, in Pure Land Buddhism, without leaving our situation, we can change who we are by reimagining ourselves and reinterpreting our world and seeing things in a different way. By being self-aware and self-reflective, we can reimagine ourselves without leaving our home. Thank you very much. I hope you can practice with us Today's program was presented and produced by the Buddhist Education Center of Orange County Buddhist Church. This program is copyright 2021 by the Orange County Buddhist Church, Anaheim, California, USA. All rights reserved.